Hey everyone, I quickly want to say a few things before this episode begins. As you will hear later on in this episode, I asked my friend Eric to share one of his favorite J-Rock songs. After listening to the recorded episode, the audio of the song did not sound good to me. Because I felt lazy to edit out the bad part of the audio, I'm simply apologizing ahead of time to your ears. Another thing, if you want to be in an episode of the mixed genre with me, just hit me up on Instagram at the mixed genre official, and we'll discuss what day and topic would be best to record. And last but not least, shout out to you, Eric, for recording this episode about J-Rock. It's been a long time coming. Apart from that, enjoy the rest of this episode. Hello. Hey, finally. Dang, bro. I was getting, like, <laughs> frustrated. I was like, oh, man, it's not going to work out. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was like, oh, I've never used this, so I don't really know how that works. Because I literally I mean, legit it, could not find anything. When you told me, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about J-Rock, like, legit, I found out about this app right in the moment. At the same time, you told me, and I was like, might as well tell them about it so we could test it out. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've literally never heard of this app, so... Yeah, well, I, mean, I think it's brand new because from what I've been hearing, um, it's like a new app. Of, apparently, it was called Locker Room, but then Spotify bought it and changed it to Green Room. So it's like a new app. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so like legit right now, whatever we're saying is being recorded, and then I could just transfer all the audio to my podcast. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Wait, so we're live right now? Yeah, we're live right now. So I'm going to introduce everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mixed Genre. I'm your host, Fernando Lopez. And I have a special guest right here, Eric. You want to say hi, Eric? Hello. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about J-Rock music, which is basically Japanese rock. You know, you could think about it just like K-pop, which just sounds to Korean pop. But we're going to also be talking about some other types of Asian music that we've both been getting into recently. Well, I'm not sure about Eric. I'm pretty sure he's been into it more, more longer than me. But when it comes to me, I've been recently listening to it. Like, I'm not lying, last year. And it was actually thanks to you, Eric, that I've been listening more to Asian music. Cool. That's great. I love to hear that whenever people are listening more to Japanese music because I love it so much. And I feel like a lot of people should give it a chance, too. Yeah, I mean, it's really awesome, even though I have no idea what they're saying. It's just cool listening to, you know, different styles that they bring into, you know, rock music and also other genres of music that, for us Westerners, is, you know, very normal. But for them, if you really think about it, they're taking a risk because some of them break from their traditional sounds that is custom to their culture, and they introduce a whole bunch of new sounds from the Western side. And sometimes, because mm-hmm. um, I was doing a little bit more research, and some of these bands have sometimes get backlash from their own people saying, man, you guys sound too American. You don't sound like, like us. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the thing that a lot of Asian people, you know, have gotten um, accustomed to over the years. And they're like, you know what? Yes, we don't sound, you know, like whatever type of Asian they are. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, they, you know, they want to expand the sound, not just being just one little bubble. Yeah. Um... I guess it's going to just more be dependent, obviously, in each country. It's going to be, like, you know, their own thing. Um, I have, like, read interviews of, like, uh, bands that have 
had that where they're like kind of ostracized or looked down upon in specific because I only I mostly listen to J Rock that uh, it's viewed like oh like you're they're punk or like they're um, rebels or stuff like that you know like typical like punk mentality back in like the nineties and stuff yeah but it's still more to today because it's not I mean it's still essentially the same like I'm sure like regular rock. Because I listen to, I mean, no, most people don't really know this, but I listen mostly to, like, Visual K Rock, which is um, pretty much, like, imagine, like, glam rock in the 80s, mm-hmm. but, like, for today's standards. So it's very, like, a lot of cosplay-looking kind of things. And so because they do dress that way, and they do have, like, a certain style, it's definitely not accepted as much as it is in other countries so now europe is really big and brazil also i think when it comes to like accepting like cosplay kind of like culture and that's so interesting yeah i I forgot about um visual k i first heard about that in a youtube channel i'm not sure if you're familiar it was back then it was just called um define brothers where they would do just a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of reaction videos and they did one on on visual k i didn't know about it until i saw that episode and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, and it just brought me back to what you said about the 80s, the glam rock era. Because they're mm-hmm. so visually, you know, like the name says, just, it's also not only the music, but just the way how they, they, they look. It's essentially the look. Yeah, that's what I really like about it, honestly. Like, um, I, I know we're going to talk about, like, how I got into it, but I might as well just say it now because it kind of leads into, like, the whole visual K. Um mm-hmm. I, well, I watched anime from, like, a long time ago, so, like, as a kid. So I kind of grew up listening to, like, the Japanese openings that would be there. And over time, I was like, okay, anime, that's cool, like, whatever. And then once I got into high school, like, my freshman year, there was this girl in my Algebra 2 class, actually, that she had, like, a, you know, back then, folders would be, like, you would cover, like, your band, your favorite band or artist that you were listening to. Yep. So on her folder for class, she had a band called The Gazette on there. But when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, these people look like they're from characters from Final Fantasy. And I thought <laughs> it was fake at the time because I'm like, there's no way. That's so crazy. And then when she told me what it was, I was like, oh, really? Like, I like rock because I, I love AFI. So I especially at that time, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if it's like rock, then, yeah, like, I'll listen to it. Like, why not? So the first ever song I've ever listened to was called Filth and the Beauty by the Gazette. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a good song. Yeah. That song goes hard, like, from the get-go, like, Im- mm-hmm. immediately amazing. So mu- I loved it so much that I ended up making it, like, a project in school of, like, oh, my favorite bands when I was doing, uh, like, some computer, like, project or whatever, mm-hmm. where we had to do, like, a slideshow kind of thing. And even to this day, I talked to, like, that teacher, like, maybe a year or two ago. And she says that she u- still uses it as a frame of reference for, like, teaching other kids. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, I was like, that's amazing. I just loved it so much, and I put so much effort into it to think that it would still be used today. Man, I wish I had experiences like that when I was in school. Nope. <laughs> for me, it was, like, <laughs> different. Every time when I would talk about you know, rock or the music that I was into, like, people didn't really want to hear about it, so I was, like, always like that. 
shy kid that didn't really expose, you know, the type of stuff I was into. Yeah. I definitely got that, too, especially after... Because in high school, I had, like, that friend to kind of, like, go to, and we would just talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But after that, because we didn't go to the same college or anything like that, I found it a lot harder to find anyone that was interested. And even my friends, like, now... Well, my friends now are more accepting of it, but I think that's just more with the times. But in, like, from, like, right after high school for myself, I couldn't really talk to anyone about it at all. Because anytime I'd be like, oh, we should listen to this, they'd be like, no, I don't understand what it's saying. So I don't want to listen to it. I'd rather listen to, like, the same, like, album or song that I've listened to a million times because I know what it says. Yeah, and it's cool they said that because I was going to ask you one of the questions I sent you was, you know, do other people look look at you different or you know they tell you oh turn turn that down like i don't know what they're saying yeah so i'm like glad that both my parents like my mom and dad they really don't care that much they're like i mean i don't get it but i mean it's whatever like you listen to whatever you want but i obviously don't like out loud i don't play like my music often if i do it's always going to be something that's like relatively more calm because if i go into anything metal they'd be like what are you listening to yeah, same with me. Like, for my parents, <laughs> my mom, she was like, if I don't understand what they're saying, you can't really listen to it. And it's funny because I'm like, well, you hear us listening to a lot of English music, and you don't know that much English, so I don't know what you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. But yeah, as long as it doesn't scream, I, I could, you know, let it slide. Because once you hear someone mm-hmm. screaming, it's a no. Yeah, I kind of have that same impression, especially in like when I started listening to AFI, because the december underground he does mm-hmm. a lot of screaming in that one and i remember like my mom talking to like my uncle saying like hey you should probably not listen to this because it's <laughs> inappropriate and i was like oh okay and then just never played that stuff out loud again yeah i mean i learned from you know my brother he was always the more rebellious one he always like played it louder every time they told him to turn it off so <laughs> I know I learned my and I was like, I'm just going to hear it through my earphones. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why you like take a car drive and just blast your metal, like no problem. And then you're fine. Like then you come home, you turn it off and you just pretend like you never did it. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the better way, honestly, for me, like when I'm just by myself, you just, you know, let it, let it go because I was going to tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. people don't really care. Like, well, at least to my, like, even at work, like, I'm like, oh, I like Japanese music. And they're like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, they don't really care. And especially, I think, nowadays, I especially with anime, I feel like people are more open-minded to, like, listening and watching things that are Japanese-related. Because through the whole pandemic, I've gotten a bunch of people that have been telling me, like, oh, hey. Like, oh, I just started watching anime. Or, like, I started doing this or whatever. And I'm like, what? Like... I would never have thought in a million years you'd ever be interested in, like, Japanese culture in general or, like, <laughs> anime. Because to me, I feel like anime is, like, a gateway to getting into Japanese music. Because a lot of the openings are going to be in, like, rock or in pop. Like, Demon Slayer, um, Attack on Titan, like, <laughs> the main ones that people yeah. have been watching. Like, they remember it and then they'll be like, oh, that song is so good. Like, I don't know what they're saying, but it's so good. And I'm like, that. Like, literally that. Like, that's what I do all the time i don't know what they're saying 100 percent of the time so i'm like i'm just here for the vibe and that's it <laughs> yeah and it's really cool how 
anime. You know, without anime, to be honest, the whole Japanese culture would not be as big how it is here in the United States. Anime plays mm-hmm. a big role in the whole Japanese music. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, especially like from or at least from my knowledge, like the '90s really like hit it off because that's when anime started getting big. When it came to like Cowboy Bebop. And all the other, um, that's the only one I can think of right now. Oh, Trigun, Yu uh, yeah. Yu Show, like all the older ones that... Yeah, Inuyasha. Yeah, Inuyasha. That definitely triggered it, for sure. Which is great, because, I mean, like, those are classics now, and even people today are like, oh, yeah, those are, like, one of my favorite ones. Or if they haven't watched it, they watch it and be like, wow, this is so good, I can't believe no one's talking about it. I'm like, they did, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I got into anime, um, it was actually because of my older sister. We were watching Toonami. Right Mm -hmm. after Cartoon Network was done, we would stay up a little bit longer. And then, you know, that's why I was exposed to, you know, Cowboy Bebop and um, Bleach. So, Mm -hmm. and even though I wasn't really into it at the time, I just remember the the music, the soundtracks. Like, those took more with me because I was like, this is so cool. Like, listening to other languages, you know, how they interpret their own style of rock music or pop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even on that note, like, I've always wanted to be able to understand what they're saying. I, like, even attempted to learn it, but it's definitely a lot harder, and I don't have the patience to. But <laughs> I know that with, um, like, the music in general, I already liked rock as a whole, but I was always thinking, like, oh, like... I kind of feel like over time it kind of sounds the same. Like in American rock, or at least the, like, you know, the popular bands, like it kind yes. of ends up sounding the same to me, even though the lyrics may be like slightly different. And so after that, I was kind of like, oh, well, I guess it's just what it is. So once I discovered Japanese rock and Visual K and all that, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like they all sound so distinctive. And on top of that, because most of the bands I listened to were Visual K, the way they looked reflected, like, the sound that they had. So if they were, like, dressed all dark and, like, very, like, metal style, that's kind of the music that would play. Vice versa to if they looked more, like, traditional, like, more like kimonos and yukatas and stuff like that, like, that would end up being more influenced, like, with Japanese, like, uh, instruments or sounds into rock as well. Yeah. So cool. And then I have another question here I want to ask you. What are your favorite J-Rock bands? So that changes all the time because I love a lot of bands. But my number one favorite is Plastic Tree, which not many people would know just because even if they did like Japanese music, because it's never been like on an anime before. Like they don't, they're not well known in that. But I love them a lot because I like Cure a lot, and their influence was from The Cure. So their earlier songs had like were derivative of that kind of sound, but it put into like a more punk because they started I think in like the '90s. And I, I just love their sound. I think another good one too is Umbrella, because they're somewhat similar, but they. It's really hard to explain. I honestly wish we could, like, play it and I could show you what it was because it's hard to describe it without, like, missing parts of it, I would say. 
Cause yeah, I mean, if, if you want, if you could put some some of their songs, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah. let's see if it, yeah, let's see if this will work. Uh, it might be kind of ghetto because I'm using just my computer. Oh, don't worry, we're ghetto over here, bro. Trust me. That's why I was taking a while to get everything set up because my room. I was gonna originally do the recordings in my room, but my window is bright where everyone passes by because I live in apartments. Mm-hmm. So you can hear all the little kids right now playing in the pool because the pool's like right across from my my room. So I was like, man, they're making too much noise. So I had to come to the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give me just one. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if you want, you can also put some of your favorite, you know, J-Rock songs. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can play it. Uh... It is um, Umbrella, right? Yeah, this is Umbrella. The song is uh, 03 from like 2018. I think I'm going to just play it to the chorus. Yeah, if you want. This song just has, like, clean vocals that are doing screaming in it. Yeah, they're not a screaming band. Oh, okay. I mean, so far I'm really liking the drums. The drums are the ones that are getting me more into the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one, those are two of like my favorite bands for sure. Um, it changes, like I mentioned, because I play, those two are more like chill vibes. Like they're not really like hardcore like metal mm-hmm. or anything like that. I do have some like that, but I don't really want to play it out loud <laughs> while I'm at my house. Okay, yeah. Makes so, sense. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, maybe another time. Yeah, but I was also going to ask you, like, what kind of other styles of, like, J-Rock do you prefer? Because, you know, J-Rock by itself, it just covers a whole bunch of other genres. I know it could also be, you know, J-Metal, J-Punk, or... Mm-hmm the soft rock sound as well so i i definitely went through phases for sure when i started listening to japanese rock like in the beginning it was like what i would consider traditional visual k rock which is kind of like anime style like the anime openings that you hear like it's kind (laughs) of like that um then i slowly drifted into uh like a mixture there was a band called sug and they did what was like considered i think it's called Oh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this. It's like Oshere K or like Oshinari K, something like that. And that kind of visual K is more like pop. So it's like pop rock, like funk kind of. Okay. 
then there's like traditional uh there's a band called Kiryu which does very like metal they do scream and uh like with the Japanese authentic like sounds in them that interwoven i think they're they classify themselves as like Japanese horror like rock mm-hmm. so they do a lot of like uh i guess based off of like certain myths and like legends that they have that's their kind of like vibe pretty much all right and i was i was also going to tell you because mm-hmm. every time when you um you know post these bands that you like or are listening to in the moment on your instagram mm-hmm. i've noticed that some of them aren't you know as big as other um mm-hmm. j-rock bands so do you prefer listening to the more underground artists um i don't necessarily like prefer it like it's not like oh if they're mainstream i don't want to listen to them it's more just like whatever i'm exposed to that i'm like listening to and for a long time i was using like a blog that would post only like japanese rock but visual k is already a subculture of japanese rock so it was already like lesser known like artist like people know about like um what's it called the gazette they know about malice miser well hardcore people know about Malice Miser. They know, like, <laughs> Japan X, Yavi, oh, yeah. uh, I keep forgetting, Gigurimesh? Like, oh, uh, Larkin Seal? They did oh, the yeah, opening, yeah, they did the opening for, uh, for a couple things, Moribito, and then they did it for, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. So, like, those bands, like, I listen to them on occasion but the the ones that i find and i stay with are going to end up being the ones that are end up having just so happen to be underground cool because i remember like when i also got into it um going back to the fine brothers the react the reaction videos they covered babe babe metal and that's also mm-hmm. going to the, the whole japanese music culture yeah it's definitely Baby metal is, I love that it, like, came out because a lot of people didn't really know, like, of course, weren't really exposed to Japanese rock, but they kind of, like, took it by force Mm -hmm. just for the simple fact that it's, like, heavy metal sounds with, like, uh, feminine vocals that are, like, younger, so it's, like, cutesy, kind of, but it works. And I also like that kind of aesthetic, too, where it's, like, oh something that's, like, hardcore, but it has, like, really, like, a nice vocal, like, the je- vocals are, like, very gentle or soft, so it kind of gives, like, an opposite kind of vibe, but I like it a lot. No, it's, like, a combination of sweet and sour, but, I mean, they, mm-hmm. just, they make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't listen to them as often because, I don't know, they just never really crosses my mind. Like, I end up just sticking to the same bands over and over again. And then whenever they release music, um, I'll just w- listen to that new thing. The good thing that I found that I actually prefer versus, like, American artists is that they kind of come out with song Like, Japanese artists come out with songs pretty consistently throughout the year. Like, unlike uh, American artists that just kind of like, oh, you'll get an album, like, every one, maybe once a year. Recently, it's been once a year, but yeah, usually it's like, years in between and in japan or at least the ones i listen to they'll come out with like a couple of uh mini albums like 
or even EPs kind of sporadically throughout the year, maybe like four times a year. Mm, that's pretty consistent. Yeah. So honestly, I think they work really hard and it definitely shows because they really keep consistent to their sound. Whereas I think American artists and like more like the English speaking artists, they are more likely to diverge from their sound. Like they'll just do something that's like in the moment or what's popular or they'll just con- like completely change it. Like, yeah. That uh, happen. Yeah. So like a good example is like of, of a mainstream artist that I can think of is like Ariana Grande. Cause in the beginning she was doing a lot more of like, you know, sultry, like sweet pop sounds. And then now it's turned into very like, Almost like she's trying to be a rapper, but, like, not a rapper. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I I like her music, but at the same time, it's like, you kind of wish that you'd listen to an uh, artist and they would kind of stay within that genre. Of course, they're going to do different things, but they don't necessarily shift so uh, dramatically. Yeah, and and the thing was that, is that with certain fans, like, they they tell their, the band or whatever they're into, oh, change up your style. But when they do, they don't like it. They're like, oh, why are you yeah. changing your style? You should have just stayed the way how you were. So yeah. you're not like, going to please everyone, you know. Some of, mm-hmm. some of them are going to adapt and be like, you know what, I, I enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, that's totally true. Like, with AFI right now, they released an album uh, called Bodies, and it's very pop like more more pop oriented than ever before and in the comments of all their stuff it's always like oh i really this is okay but i really like the punk stuff you guys did in like the early 2000s and it's kind of like well they're gonna kind of do what they want but an interesting thing too is that in japan bands fail like all the time like it's not uncommon to hear like oh this band came out two years ago now they're disbanded like I've seen it happen a couple times with one of my favorite bands, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, what is it? Oh, Chemical Pictures. That's another really good band to listen to. Um, they were, I think, together for like five years and then they disbanded. So all the bandmates ended up going to different, uh, bands at the end of it. And those different bands literally don't sound at all like the original band they came from. So I think they're more okay with ending bands than just keeping it going and just changing the genre of what they're doing. Well, that's cool. And then uh, another question I wanted to ask you was, you know, have you seen any of these bands? Like, have you seen any of your favorite bands? So, unfortunately, because in America, they're not as popular, so they don't really come over around. I That being said, though, there's this uh, really great um, place... I don't really, I wouldn't even know. I want to say company or business. They're called Fake Star, I believe. And they actually brought one of the, or a couple of bands to America before, like before the pandemic. Um, one of them that I went to two concerts for them when they were here was Acme. And they do very much like, um, me- they can do metal, alternative, that kind of sound. Um, and I was able to see them live. And honestly, it's a smaller venue. I'm not going to lie, of course, because they're mm-hmm. not so well known. But I liked it. Like, it was super cool. They definitely do a great job of performing. There's definitely not any moment where it's, like, dull or, like, oh, this is kind of, like, 
kind of you can tell like they're like up there just doing it as a job but they're they really were present 100% um, made eye contact with com- some of the like uh, musicians and I was like oh my god they can see me because I was like I could literally like reach out and like touch like their leg or something like that's how yeah, small I the remember you were. posted it and I was like when I saw how close you were I was like whoa he's like he could just go up there if he wants to and be on the stage with him yeah basically and they're all super nice like they usually when they do the concerts because obviously it's a lot of money for them to even go there yeah a lot so of they'll have like their merch and stuff and they even have like meet and greets that you can do I didn't go to the last one that I did because it was in L.A. and I had already met them the first time I saw them in Long Beach. And over there, it was basically like, uh, they do it before now. Before the first time that they came, they actually did it after the concert. But everyone's like all sweaty because it's like you're jumping and you're moshing and all that stuff. So it's like, (laughs) especially a lot of the girls, because it's mostly females that are there at the concert. They're like, it's mostly females. Yeah, because that band in particular, since it is a visual K band, most most of the people that were there were more female, which isn't oh. uncommon. There was actually two girls there that were from Japan, for sure, because they literally only spoke Japanese. And they had, like, band shirts with them, so they were, like, super fans of this band. And that's, like, how it is. Like, a lot of... They think of them as, like, cute, like very adorable or like certain personalities that they like um kind of essentially like simping for like anime characters you know like <laughs> on tiktok you'll see like oh people like simp for or whatever yeah yeah like it's that kind of a idea with i think japanese artists kind of similar to like k-pop honestly like when there's a bunch of people and everyone has like their favorite kind of thing that's interesting because when it comes to like you know more you could say aggressive music like metal and you know punk. The crowd tends to be mostly men than female, but mm-hmm. you know I'm learning something here. So when it comes to you know J Rock, the the fan base will is mostly consist of girls, right? Yeah. So it's mostly gonna end up being women. Like when you see live concerts that they hold, it's mostly like female like attendance. And even then like I've seen or read interviews from some bands. Another one is Versailles and their aesthetic is very like French, um, like not Gothic, but like a romanticized, um, attire, like old attire. Um, so there's even, there's one of them that's Hizaki and he dresses more like feminine. Um, and a lot of people like love that aesthetic. So most of them are end up being like more female because they want to be like, oh, like, this is, like, what I want. Like, a Lolita-type style. Mm-hmm. And only recently has things kind of shifted to where it's more equal. Because I think more guys are open to the idea of, like, um, oh, this is just metal music. Like, even though they dress or they put on makeup or whatever, like, it's not just about that. Yeah, I mean, because you can separate, you know, the music away from the aesthetic. Because that mm-hmm. that's what I did, too, like, growing up. Not listening to 80s glam metal. I mm-hmm. just heard it because my dad was hearing it. But once I actually like, saw who was playing these songs, I was like, whoa, these, they look like girls. So yeah. I, was like, I didn't focus too much on that because I didn't care about how they dress. I just cared mm-hmm. about how the music sounded. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it's turning. I think it's becoming more popular for it to be more like men um, interested in it. That it's 
great because I think the set, the last one, it was kind of m- more evenly split. It still was more feminine, but it wasn't like the group of people that were there. There was like still guys there, like pretty, and not even like what you would imagine, like at a Japanese concert, like a full weave, like with the, all their like gear for that. Mm-hmm. Um, which no hate to anyone that's like that, but we all know. <laughs> we all know how that is. Yeah, we know. Yeah, so it's pretty great. I mean, I would go and I would even encourage anyone to like, if you end up finding like a band that you like, or even like, maybe you heard of like one song that you really like, like you should go to their concert and support them. Cause honestly, that's the only way they're going to want to come like over here. There's bands in Japan that like travel to Europe and it's easier to get in the foot, like they're like, get the foot in the door, so to speak over there than it is in America because it's a lot harder to sell here. But I think with the whole Japanese culture boom that I think it's helping that. I mean, aside from the pandemic, because the pandemic sucks and it just ruined everything, but now that things are slowly kind of getting back to normal, um, I'm hoping that there will be more concerts. I know for sure, like Acme, that band in particular, they already have connections to come over here, so they can when that is a possibility, hopefully next year, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also want to encourage you know any listeners out there you know to support bands because it's a hard business. Like mm-hmm. it's extremely hard running a band because like especially for someone that's coming overseas, you know they're trying to break it here. They mm-hmm. want to expose their music, especially their band, you know, sound to yeah. foreigners. So mm-hmm. um, I always like going and seeing different bands. Even though I don't know like what style they play or how they sound, because mm-hmm. you never know it could it could make you a fan and it could introduce yeah. you to this whole new world. Mm-hmm. I, I that's definitely like you know some people like are gonna not go to concerts like that's fine, but when you are at a concert, you really feel like the the essence of like that band in particular and the thing that drives them the most because for the most part the bands yeah they make music but they're favorite thing of do being in part of a band is like doing concerts like that's why it was so hard during the pandemic where it was like you can't really hang out with anyone you can't do any of that yeah and apart from that that's how they mo- make most of their income through mm-hmm. concerts some people think oh no it's just through you know streaming their songs that's very low because if you take a look at how much percentage they get from stream streaming services mm-hmm. it's oh it's so ridiculous so it's so small not even a penny yeah it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it, it would take a lot for them to be able to just do it off their music alone. And especially smaller bands like the ones that I mentioned, like Umbrella. Um, they Before the pandemic, they had some other songs out there, but not like for anyone to listen to on Spotify or um, on iTunes or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And it was just a little bit. Like not many bands, Japanese bands, would even put their music out there because it was like, what was the point? Like no one's going to listen to it because <laughs> yeah. they don't even know who we are. But now, because of the whole pandemic, they actually I've actually seen more bands get into it, which is crazy to me, because I, I mean, I love it, and I'll find it however. I've even bought CDs that cost, like, a, a regular album cost me, like, $40 because of how long it would take to get here and, like, the whole process on it. Mm-hmm. But to be able to support the bands, like, following them, uh, checking out their stuff whenever they have merch, to buy the merch... Um, because it's like a keep nice like keepsake. Like even if you don't follow them like a hundred percent, like you're supporting them to get other people to listen to them, 
which is always beneficial, especially if you like that kind of genre of music, because if you kind of help smaller bands or even bigger bands to be over here, then other ones are going to have a, a, an easier time to get here because they have connections to get there. Yeah, and that's another thing, you know, support them by buying the merch, you know, physical copies of their music too, because it really helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to bring up the fact that, like, even though many people don't really, like, understand it, there are places to, like, look at the lyrics if you really wanted to know what they were saying. Um, I even have, like, a friend that, like, learned Japanese, and so he has a better appreciation for the music now, which, that's great. I mean, I don't necessarily care that much about the lyrics, but I really care about the vibe, and if that's kind of what I'm looking for, it's great. I also like that, I use Apple Music mostly, um, sorry for all those people that love, like, Spotify, but (laughs) it's it's just convenient because I have an iPhone, so, anyway, um, they have, like, a tab, like, so if you go onto their artists, you'll see similar artists to it, and that actually has gotten me into other bands that I didn't even know about before. That I'm like, oh, this is really cool, like, I didn't even know about this band, or I didn't, I didn't know that that was something that, like, was out there, or they'll be around for a while, which I'm glad that the, the very few benefits to the pandemic was that Japanese artists were more interested in just putting their music out there for people to listen to because they couldn't go to concerts. So it's been like another band developed one's faculties. That band is very unique. They do a lot of like metal or in, uh, sorry, (laughs) I'm already like (laughs) losing it. Um, intricate like style of using a guitar, like their rift and everything like that. Like very great. Um, and they never had their any of their stuff out there. Like, none of it. So I would have to, unfortunately, like, either buy it or, like, just download it from a location. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know. Yeah. So I'm just glad that now it's, like, me listening to their music is going to be points for them. Like, even if it's, like, a small amount, like, it'll still show. Like, oh, people are interested. Like, people are listening to our stuff. Yeah, it's cool because um, I'm not sure you remember, but there was this one song. It was a Japanese pop song. Um, it became famous because someone just randomly uploaded it to YouTube, and but the song was already known like during the I want to say 60s or 70s, maybe 80s. I'm not too sure what year. Mm-hmm. I think probably 80s. But you know, kind of got forgotten about because no one really uploaded it to the internet. Are you or, talking uh, about social medias? Are you talking about the one that was, like, blew up on TikTok? That one and another one. I forgot about that one. I was going to talk about that one. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the, like, Stay With Me. me? Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Dude, that song is so good. I play it, like, I have to play it at least once a week because it just makes me happy. Yeah, it's such a good song. But the one I'm talking about, it it became famous also because of the picture that they used, the thumbnail that they used for for the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I can't look it up right now because I forgot. But the same thing, like people just used it as a meme at first, but they were like, you know what, this song actually slaps. So they start mm-hmm. to listen to it constantly, and just out of nowhere, it started to, you know, become popular again in J- in Japan. And mm-hmm. the artist that originally did a song, she was like, what was going on? You know, and it's because someone just decided to upload it to YouTube. Yeah, 
Well, that's the thing that I think social media in general is great for that reason. It's that it's like sharing things that people wouldn't normally like find on their own. Like, how often are you encountered with, like, Japanese-related stuff if you're not, like, openly looking for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, as an example, like, through TikTok, like, any song that blows up on TikTok ends up being, like, super popular. Automatically. Yeah, so Like, so if it's, there's a dance to it, or if there's, like, a funny little, like, meme to it, people are down for that. And actually, I've been using, like, my TikTok feed is mostly, obviously, like, memes and, like, the popular stuff, but... There's a lot of, like, Japanese music that comes my way. There's a TikToker, I can't remember his name right now, which is unfortunate, but he will post, like, Japanese music, like, rock, which I wanted to do, like, when the pandemic started, like, the summer, actually, I, for, well, I don't know, you saw it, that I posted, <laughs> or I tried to post every day for June, I think, or July. Yeah. Um, everything was, like, a new song. Hopefully by, like, a new artist, so it wouldn't be, like, a little boring of repeating the same person. Um, and I like that a lot, because I, I always want to talk about it. Like, at any time I want to talk about Japanese music, no, like, no problem. But many <laughs> people aren't, aren't open to it, and I was like, you know what, let me just do it, because I see some people, like, post, you know, oh, listen to this new, like, song from this artist. And I'm like, I mean, people do that, so it shouldn't be too mm -hmm. big a deal if I do it. And I wanted to kind of give, like, a, an example of different bands that people may be interested in. And I've had some people, like, tell me, like, oh, wow, this is super cool. Like, I didn't even know that. Or, like, oh, what, what's the band's name? Or uh, do they have other stuff that's like Yeah, this? that I'm was like, me. I was the who's cool to this band. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I love sharing it. Of course, I know it's not going to be popular because many people aren't going to be, like, super interested in that. But I felt that, you know... I learned from it by someone else and they showed me and then I took it upon myself to look for it. So I figured that if I did something similar, people would be interested and look, look it up on their own and have more of like a, a shared interest among people that don't really have much in common, I guess. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's, this one, actually, this question actually ties into what we're talking about right now. You know, has listening to J-Rock change your viewpoint on like Asian culture, like Japanese culture? Um, I guess in a way, because now that I'm like more invested in like the bands and stuff, you really like, they'll talk about like certain struggles that they have over there, which like unfortunate for Americans, myself included, we don't really care that much about other countries, but our own. So <laughs> the fact that I'm, able to see like the stuff that they're doing um when it's like posted or even unfortunate circumstances because something that doesn't get talked or maybe it does get talked about more but didn't in the beginning was certain uh companies or management they don't allow them to like have a social life outside of like what their persona is mm, i know that so, happens with the k-pop community yeah exactly like you can't show that you're dating someone or you can't even date someone like, there was a band that, uh, Kiryu, actually, one of the guitarists, he ended up marrying, like, some girl. But all the fans, like, came for the, for that girl. Like, they oh. didn't didn't like the fact that he was even dating or even married to someone. Like, they want the idea of, like, that person for, like, themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's weird, because it's like, 
this is just a person. Like, this is their job. Like, it's weird to get so personally involved in someone. And the the fact that most of it ends up being, like, you know, the, their core fan base that it is, like, the Japanese population that they that find them or are interested in them to have, like, such sharp reactions to things like that is weird. Dang, that's, well, that's crazy. Yeah, it can, it can be like that. But, I mean, for the most part, I don't think most people, like, outside of Japan really have negative connotations to that. Because, I mean, we have artists here that they'll marry, date, whatever, and they still are, like, idolizing that person. But it's not to the point where, like, oh, you're going to, like, try and boycott them or, like, cancel them or any of that. Like, it's just, oh, okay, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And um, actually, I actually had another question. Well, actually, no, before that, I want to give my viewpoint on this question of when I asked you. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, J-Rock, in a way, did change my viewpoint on, you know, Japanese culture because I started to compare it to, you know, um, my culture, you know, the Hispanic culture because I was like, Mm-hmm. Since I was getting more into Japanese music, it actually made me listen to more Spanish music as well. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I did listen to Spanish music, you know, growing up. That's that was always in my house. But eventually, once I discovered, you know, um, rock and hip hop, I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. listen to that much Spanish music. Yeah. But then, because of you, thanks to you always posting about these bands, I somehow stumbled into a Spanish band. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So I, from there on, I was listening to, again, to Spanish rock and, and pop and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I forgot how good this was. So I, in the beginning of the year, this year, I was like listening to just Japanese music and Spanish music. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not far off from myself. I mean, I don't really listen to like Spanish music often. I have to be in the mood for it. I'm not going to lie, on occasion, I'm blasting like Shakira in my car, but... <laughs> um, for the most part, I like ninety percent listen to Japanese music. Like when my on my phone on its own, like I ended up buying an, uh when I got this phone, I wanted it to specifically because I had so much music to download. Yeah, like my like songs. If I push shuffle all, like there's almost like a ninety percent chance it's always going to be Japanese. The first song, <laughs> like so, that's like... how much I have. <laughs> So by listening to this much Japanese music, like how much Japanese do you know? So unfortunately, I don't really know that much. <laughs> um, most of what I learn isn't really from listening to the music because obviously, when like you're singing, it's there's a lot of things going on, so you really can't like pay that much attention if you really don't know the language. But there's be some things that I'll hear, and I'm like, oh, like um, that one, uh, like Kami. Like, Kami is God, or Kami-sama is God. And I'm like, anytime I hear that, I'm like, oh, God. But, like, <laughs> that's it. Like, I don't hear, like, I don't really understand the rest of it. I, most of what I learn is actually from anime, and it's very, like, super small things. Like, sumimasen or um, arigato, like, things like that. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's what's my the, level of ja- understanding What's that Japanese. other um, one that they always use for memes that it just translates to what? Nani? Nani, there we go. That's the one that yeah. I will always hear. <laughs> yeah, Nani. Kawaii is also another common one that I think a mm-hmm. lot of people know. Um, funny enough, the one time that I met the band that I was telling you about earlier, Acme, at the meet and greet, 
I, they obviously they don't really speak English. So I was like, after we took the picture or whatever, I was like, oh, arigatou gozaimasu. And then they like started speaking Japanese to me. And I'm like, no. I don't know words. Yeah, I only know that. Like, and they also were super respectful after. Like, the fact that they or they're like rockers, like you would think that they're like, oh, whatever. But they're like super nice. They were very nice. Which I guess plays into the whole Japanese is like they're a nice person if they're like Asian, like a foreigner kind of thing. Yeah, because from what I hear is that you know Japanese they're very um, um they're very nice like they're they like to be uh, like a host like very hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I also I also want to ask you you know apart from and I think you've already answered this but apart from J Rock do you listen to like any other type of other Asian music? So, not really, but it's the same thing where it's like I haven't really been exposed to it. And also because I prefer Japanese so much, like the language as a whole, like the way they sing is something that I really like. Because it kind of just like flows so well together. Um, I'm not going to lie, like Korean pop, like I know a lot of people are big into that. I try to steer a little bit away from it because it <laughs> there's so many like fangirls all about it like if you literally like something on instagram k-pop related and then your whole feed's all k-pop so i'm like yeah i'm not gonna really dive into that um but like on occasion like some uh because i watch korean dramas too some of their songs that it's in there in the korean dramas i'm like oh that's really cool like even though i don't really know what they're saying same thing as japanese but like the vibe is always right so like great i'll listen to that yeah, I mean, apart from me, like, I really love music in general, so I try to listen to as much music as possible from around the world, and mm-hmm. what I do is I go to YouTube, and I put whatever, like, um, Asian ethnicity, so I'll put, like, oh, Filipino mm-hmm. rock, and then just go to the most popular ones, and mm-hmm. they'll, you know, give me suggestions. So that's how I get my, my music from. I just go to the most popular ones, and then from there I search it up on Spotify, then I go to the related artists, and that's just a rabbit hole for me. Just listening to more music from different bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually in the very beginning of listening to Japanese music. That's kind. Of, that's what I did too. Like you just watch one YouTube video of a music video, and you're like, "Wow, this is cool." Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Oh, what is this one?" And then you just kept clicking it and just go on forever. And I also noticed when it comes to Japanese like music videos. Oh, dude, their music videos are so cool. Mm-hmm. They're insane. So, I mean, most of them are like, uh, well, at least the ones that I've seen, they use a lot of like um, drawings and CGI. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool how, you know, they do their music videos. Yeah, they're pretty serious about their production for sure. And especially seeing as how, like, how often most of them are putting out their music, like, it's important. Like, the thing that I mentioned where they like release things like four times a year, like, for the most part, there's a music video on each one of those. So they really take into account, like, oh, what's the feel of this song? How does it go? And just kind of put it together. Um, of course, they're, like, especially the smaller bands don't really have the luxury of things like that. Mm-hmm. But a good example of, like, a bigger band was, uh, I think it's Saka Nation. That's the one that you, I, like, posted, and then you were like, oh, you didn't know about this? I'm like, no, yeah. why didn't no one tell me? <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to tell you right now, so... I have, like, a playlist. I'll send it to you of, like, all the type of Asian music I've been listening to, like, Asian rock. 
Yeah, so, sure. And it has a whole bunch of like popular bands in there. So just mm-hmm. prepare yourself because if next time is, if you post something, <laughs> I don't want you to be like me or like I, I told you, oh, I can't believe you don't know that band. They're like so, so, so huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, oh, it was so annoying to think that I'm like, man, this has like a million views and not once did I ever come across it like by accident. It was actually through TikTok that I found it because they had like an 80s sounding like sound mm-hmm. like but it was for that one song and i'm like man this is this is pretty cool and i listen to the other stuff and i'm like oh my god and for like a week straight like i only listened to that band because i'm like i can't believe i missed this this whole time didn't even know bro the song is just playing in my head right now i'm like i love that riff so much yeah but yeah that's actually one of my favorite japanese bands i mean with good reason that's like the the 80s sound is just so good yeah, it's honestly like my favorite genre, like uh, not genres, but decades of music is like 80s and early 2000s because, well, I grew up in obviously early 2000s, so that's why. So it's more nostalgic. But for the 80s, I feel like it was like a dreamlike thing. Like so many amazing songs came out in the 80s. So many like cool bands were there. Like I love The Cure, like a little literally listen to them every day. Like, it's so dreamlike. And I love it so much. Like, the 80s was such a good time. I really wish I was there, but... Too yeah, bad. me too. <laughs> and I mean, it's cool because that sound, out of all the other decades that we have had in the world, the 80s, people try to replicate it so much. Like, if you listen to mm-hmm. modern music now, there's so much 80s in it. Like, for example, yeah. The Weeknd came out with um, Blind and Lines. That song is so huge, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's straight up from the 80s yeah i mean especially right now it's a very common for it to come like reference back to old stuff and honestly i think 80s to me is like one of the most noticeably like you hear a song you're like the 80s like you can think you can already hear it like mm-hmm. immediately yeah but it's not just here in the united states like it's all over the world just mm-hmm. you know spanish music also has it um yeah. you know that band on the show we saw when i posted a, that indie rock spanish band Oh, yeah, actually, I think that I, I forgot if I, like, looked it up, because I was like, man, I haven't heard, like, a Spanish rock in a while, because I used to listen to, like, Panda, um, there's, like, a couple of ones that I can't remember, but I, I like, uh, I like rock in general, so it doesn't necessarily matter about the language, but when you know, like, in Spanish rock, you, I know it, because I speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, man, it does definitely hit different when you know the language. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we're going to leave it here because I only have, like, we can only record for one hour, so we're going to leave it right here. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Mixed Genre, and Eric, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. If you find anything on TikTok that's Japanese-related, send it to me. Oh, for sure, man. You know what? I actually have to go back into my TikTok account because I've been posting that much stuff in there, so Mm -hmm. i got to get back into it. I know, I'm kind of starting, I want to start, like, a TikTok for Japanese music, but I'm getting lazy to it. <laughs> but maybe one day. All right. Well, I'll keep posting on Japanese music. All right, sounds good. All right, man, take care. Bye.